Contact Center Focus, the Reality Training Podcast. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Contact Center Focus. You've got Bob Morell and Jeremy Blake here with another episode designed to help you in contact center land. And this episode is about managing remote contact centers. Many of you will have agents and advisors and managers who work from home on a regular basis and some of them permanently. And we've just been thinking over the last few years since the pandemic, what are some good ideas and tips that we can give you on a short podcast that will help you manage that new dynamic of a remote contact center? Jeremy, let me pass over to you. What have you got in your world apart from a large cat? Yeah, I think I would just start by saying it's here to stay. We know there's ostensibly three types of operation you can have now. You can have contact center only, you can have hybrid where some days you're at home, some days you're in, and then there's fully home working. What's interesting is there are some organizations that only, there's one actually since 2014 called Sensi, they have only had home workers, 1,300 of them. Mm. So there's lots of examples. So that's what we're trying to say is that people wrangle with this. It's got various reasons why people in decision-making positions wrangle with the best format, but it is here to stay. Absolutely. I mean, the only other thing I'd say that I think I got is that in North America, it's 53% is now tipped. So the tipping point, 53% of people are now a home worker based. The other stat that I think is interesting, 4% of the UK's working population is in some way working and connected to a contact centre. Great. You know, so there's a lot of us in this and some of us want to be at home who are in this game. So I've been looking at a few ideas and tips to help people when they're working from home and companies, actually, Mm. because when the pandemic happened, it all happened quite quickly. Quite a few poor decisions were made, like buying the wrong laptops for the staff and that sort of thing, sort of hurry to get people into their Without cameras. Absolutely. So I've got two things here on that, which is the importance of investing in technology and the importance of investing in analytics. But I'm going to go slightly further on, on some of that. I do believe that the remote worker does have some responsibility for where they work and some of the equipment that they use. Because... Yeah. You know, you've suddenly not having to commute in. That's saving you some money. You have a responsibility to have a place in your home where you can work effectively, whether that's a new desk or a bit of IT or a decent chair. There needs to be a little bit of an investment to make sure that you've got that workstation that you can do it from. When it comes to the company, I think the right laptop, the right broadband speed, the right uh, phones, the right equipment is absolutely essential. And there's more and more technology coming along all the time. So that's the first thing is making sure that the right technology is being used and keeping on top of what's available. But I'll come on to this thing of analytics, which I think is really important. Because people are working remotely, organizations will want to know what people are doing and when they're doing it and have a kind of a a little bit of control over what goes on. And there's lots of different types of software you can buy that will help you keep on top of that. I actually think if you're going to go down that path of having analysis, I think the individual, the agent, the advisor, the person who's working from home should take on some responsibility for managing their own analytics. Because I think it's slightly 
demotivational to sit there at the end of the week and think you'd had a perfectly reasonable week and then your manager goes, mm, you know, Tuesday was a bit of a poor day or whatever. You know, why not have your own? And again, we know that companies often track activity over accomplishment. And mm. so it's the awareness of putting the hours in. But if somebody is doing extremely good work in service or sales or management, does it matter? You know, we've covered this on other podcasts, I'm sure. Does it matter how much time they're clocking up? That leads us on to if people are working from home, there needs to be a really strong structure for them to use on a day-to-day basis of how they manage their day. And as a manager, there needs to be a real focus on regular feedback to that person so that the remoteness of their work is not an issue. They are still being managed effectively by that manager. So a decent structure of the day, whatever format may take, and then regular and robust feedback, that's going to make that much easier. I also think that if you were being managed in person, you would be sitting face to face in the contact centre. I do believe that cameras must be on. I'm saying, oh, I I haven't got my makeup on, I haven't done that. No, 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 because we're having a meeting and therefore I need your non-verbal language to interpret how you are as well as just your verbal language. I totally agree with that. And I read a really interesting article about the fact that the video on mentality is clearly essential in a remote management capacity. But I think there's something else here. We've talked about this before, and I think it's a very important point. Virtual contact centers are coming. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. We as consumers are more and more happy to -to face-to-face interact with someone and have a conversation. And that is going to change the dynamic of contact centers. And it's also going to change the fact that if you're working from home, you need to have an environment behind you that you're happy for anybody to see. So there's lots of different question marks over that. Mm. However, I think that the video on scenario must, must be a minimum. I think a lot of personality can come into it. So we're recording now. My cat has just come in. You've got your dog next to me. This is how we're living. Now, we may not be able to take all our cats and dogs to work, but because you're at home, you can't completely redesign your entire home to be an office, to be a contact centre. So some of your home character and your foibles and how you live will naturally occur on the call. I was onto my vacuum company not long ago and did a little mini interview. I said, uh, whereabouts are you? She said, I'm based in Greece. And I said, right. And is this how it works? So none of us go into a contact centre. In fact, this is the main country of choice where we're all based. And while I was there, her parents turned up, not knowing she'd be on a call, just to collect her dog and take her dog off for a bit. Now, I didn't mind that that happened during the call. And she said, I'm waving to my father. He's outside. He doesn't know I'm on a call. And I'm just ushering. And as he came in, the dog came up. And that, now, does that bother me? No, that's part of home life. No, but I think within that, one of the things I've also read about is whilst there must be understanding of that different scenario, I think as a employer, you must be clear on what your expectations are yeah. of your people. Yeah. And make sure those are completely set out before they start. Otherwise, that's where you do get people taking the mic. The other thing about management and managing a home worker, already you don't really want someone who is incredibly high maintenance. Now, we've worked a lot in the travel industry with home workers and home-based workers, and some of them, very skilled, but really need a lot of support. They want to debrief every tricky conversation. They get very panicked if they can't find information. Your recruitment needs to be extremely robust, and I would have thought 
as Bob's saying, you visit the person in their home, see what their setup is like. Mm. You know, have they got a clear distinction? I remember coaching somebody not long ago who was working from home and she said, I've got 10 more minutes than my husband gets this desk. I said, what? And it was, they had a 50-50 split. It was, and then she had to move and she, we had to cut it short because it was his time. So I think the expectations of your professionalism, how you're going to work, the commitments you'll make, in the same way IBM famously don't count the hours in the day, they count them over many months, your commitment you know, is valued and judged, but not necessarily within the minutiae of minutes and an hour in a day. No. And that leads me on to this thing of a manager. When you're managing remotely, I think it's very hard to manage the person, okay? Because the person, the agent, the advisor, once they know their expectations, once they know they've got the technology, they've got a structure for the day, they, you're getting, giving them regular feedback. Once you start focusing on the customer experience and having that conversation regularly with your home workers to say, look, the customer experience is improving, it's getting better, we're getting better results, then I think that comes back to this idea of, well, I'm an advisor sitting at home, I understand the importance of improving this customer experience, and I've got an eye on my own analytics, so I know how long calls are taking me, how I'm interacting, and that idea of self-management becomes so much more important for a remote worker. And I think as a manager... You've got a team of people. Some of them will be new to home working. Some of them will, you know, love it. And some of them will be uncomfortable with it. That way of bringing everyone on together, focusing on that customer experience, I think that's going to make it successful. Because you're always going to have a response from the person who's based at home. Well, you don't actually know you've not been here. You've not Absolutely seen me. Absolutely right. Yeah. And so if you just analyze data continually... You're not going to get there. So you do need a, a regularity of coaching feedback, as you're saying. Otherwise, it's not going to improve. I spoke Indeed. to quite a few increasingly when I'm calling companies, financial, whatever I'm doing personally. More and more of them, I'm hearing no background noise. And I'm just saying, mm. are you based at home? Yes, I am. I also think the one thing that managers should really be aware of is initially get the person to agree to receiving coaching and feedback. This is how I work. Is this something that you'd like? It can't be an intrusion. No. It has to be part of the working day in this home-based working environment that you're signing up to. I think it's going to accelerate. And as you say, I think more and more companies are going to start turning the videos on. Definitely. Uh, which means you should have really got out of bed and got dressed. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. I mean, gone are the days, I think, when people sit around in their dressing gowns, although I suppose it's perfectly possible. I mean, some people should dress for work. Some people, you know, should do whatever they would do normally if they were going to commute to get their mindset yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, in the yeah. right place. But uh, maybe that's another subject for another podcast. Mm. But in the meantime, please, you know, think about these tips that we're giving you about remote contact centers. And if you have some ideas, perhaps how you make it work, please, you can talk about that in your reviews. And also think about that idea of self-management because... That ability to take charge of yourself is is really important. Anything else to add, Jeremy? No, spot on, absolutely. Okay. Right. Well, thanks very much for listening. We'll see you on another CCF soon. In the meantime, happy selling. Take care. Bye for now.